up, everyone, and welcome to the No Quitters Podcast, the best MTV Challenge podcast in the universe. Again, I'm your host, Clem, and I'm joined, as always, by my alliance in the house, Big Cat and Connor. Uh, first things first, uh, we had a you know, pretty good episode today, but before that, last week, a hearty congratulations in the store for our friend Big Cat, who was followed on Twitter by the one and only TJ Lavin, the namesake of this show, No Quitters. Uh, he basically fulfilled all three of our wildest fantasies, and we'll be living <laughs> vicariously through Dan for a very long time. So, uh, Dan, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you what you went through that day. Well, a couple of things. One, I am lucky enough to have enough followers now where if I tweeted someone like I tweeted at TJ, I can usually get enough action where it's at least they're like, "Hey, who is this guy tweeting at me?" Because you know he'll get the retweets and the and the. Uh, so I was I was purposeful with what I was doing. Clem, we were talking on Gchat as it was going down. Yep. I was like freaking out. I, I don't I don't really get phased. Not to be a hardo here, I don't really get phased too much by people following me anymore because I have followers that are you know kind of well known celebrities, athletes, whatever. Yep. Yep. This one. I froze. I didn't tweet for like an hour because I was nervous that like my next tweet he wouldn't like and he'd be like, fuck this guy, I'm out. Because once you get followed, if you get unfollowed, it's devastating. I'd rather yeah. never be followed than it's not like uh, I'd rather love and lost and never love it. <laughs> I would like I could not handle TJ unfollowing me after a tweet. So it's a it's a great moment. I'm very excited. The question I'm gonna throw back to you guys. When is the appropriate time for me to slide into his DMs? Because I'm going to have to. We all know that. Yeah, I mean, it was great to see that even prior to him becoming your BFF, he tweet. I forget how it went down, but he tweeted at someone that he would be happy to come on the podcast. Woo. So, I mean, you know, maybe we reach out to him relatively soon while it's still fresh. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm thinking both ways here because it's like, you know, three days phone call or text with the girl after a date or whatever. But TJ, he he's a big fish, and you got to reel him in. You just don't let him go and have some other. He, he starts becoming friends with other podcasters and whatnot. The holidays are also here, though. I mean, there's a lot of factors going on in my head right now. Yeah, we don't want to interrupt this holiday season. I, I'd say right, but yeah. he could be also like in a really good mood too. It's it's True. it's a tough one that I will undoubtedly overthink and might screw up. I'm nervous. You guys should be nervous too because we're all nervous. in this together. Absolutely. Uh, I don't even know what we would do if he came on. Like, we'd have to actually think of questions and stuff. Yeah, we would have to be prepared. It would not be assholes. <laughs> and we can't be idiots. TJ's, how do bakeries work? How do you think they work again? <laughs> TJ, explain to me how the elimination works again for the millionth time. I, I yeah. can't really quite figure it out. I, I, I don't know, though, but yeah, I don't, I don't know when we should call him. It, this is this is like in uh in swingers when they're talking sitting around the table trying to figure out how long you wait before you call a girl. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll throw it out to the stoolies. Tweet us tomorrow uh, after you listen. The question really is: Should we? Should I DM him before the New Year's or after? Yeah. That's what it comes out to. And, yeah. and please don't tag him in any of the questions, yeah. and don't reach out to him. Like we don't want to scare him off here. Like no. This is, we're all in this together. Yeah. yeah. Everyone wants to hear TJ on this show. So we have to, it's like, it's like big game hunting. We can't be making a lot of noise in the bush and, you know, and causing a ruckus. We need to play this well. 
Play it cool. Play it cool. And and like you said, Dan, like it's gonna be like three Chris Farleys on the Chris Farley show being like, Remember yeah. when you told <laughs> the quitters that they sucked? That was awesome. Oh man. All right, so yeah. So uh tweet at us at no quitters pod. What just you know, what your thoughts are. Should it be before the new year, after the new year? Be cool about it, obviously. Um, and just, you know, we'll, hopefully we get to the point where we start dreaming about a TJ Lavin podcast actually coming to fruition here. That's the problem, though, is he's on such a different level of cool. Like, Dan, when you, when you made mention of the fact that he, whatever he said to you, like something about take care, be safe, about losing right. or whatever, you're like, that was just so cool. Like, I don't even know how to deal right. with that. Right. That's he's like I, said, he, I froze. I don't freeze anymore with when I get followed by a celebrity, but I froze with him because like you said, he just he just sits in the desert all day. He like gets on his BMX, he probably does some sweet tricks, then he like hangs out by a pool with a bunch of smokes. He just like I his life is the coolest life in the world, so yes. We have to play this well. I'm gonna keep thinking about it. I'm nervous just getting talking about it, so let's move on. <laughs> All right, so uh, t- so we had our this changes everything moment, which I mean, at first I didn't think changes everything. Now I I don't know what the hell is going on in the show. Now we have two teams: we have the red team and the blue team. But you're still attached to your bloodline if they get sent into the gauntlet pit, whatever. Um, and we had Cara Maria and Jamie, right? Jamie's her partner. It's James. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. James. Cara Maria and James. Yes. And and then Cara Maria proceeded to have maybe the worst draft I've ever seen. Um, She's a Cleveland Browns. Yeah. I mean, I, her first pick was the correct pick, even though you have to give up, Vince. you know, Vince to the other team. Bananas is still the number one asset in the entire draft because it's obviously mental and physical. But then what she didn't realize is she's like her cousin realized pretty quickly. Like, if I take Leroy, they have to get Candace, like, and in, in doing it back and forth. So, yeah, Cara Maria is not – she She was – I think it was, what, was it Phil Savage for the uh, Browns who, yeah. like, ruined, like, seven drafts in a row. That's who she is. Yeah, there was a lot of strategy involved in the picks, and that never came to realization for Cara Maria. Jamie, as you said, figured it out pretty quickly, that it was very blatant that there was a strategy involved, and that never occurred to Cara Maria. And it and it showed. Some some stoolie tweeted at me, uh, and it said, "This is bananas versus Jamie's team," and it was Michael Jordan against the Monstars yeah. tip off. And I was like, "That's the perfect way to go." And you know what? Like, I'm still not counting bananas out. Like, he, no. So I said he was he is LeBron last year in the finals. Yep. Like he, this is a performance. If he puts this team on his back. He will go down as the greatest of all time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. He probably, like, isn't that upset. He's like, you know what? Like, now there's no more, like, well, he got back. He wants the backpack to die. And that would be the best way for the backpack to die. No one talks about LeBron choking against Boston after he won his two championships as much. This would kind of kill the backpack for a little while, at least. Right. Um, all right. So that was my next question was, would you take bananas first, even with the Vince stuff? But I think we're all in agreement. Yes, he's a beast. And he's going to play all the, the long games in the house now for you, too. And not only that, but you cannot rule out that that Bananas still, like, might own Vince. Like, he could easily have Vince throw this for him. Yeah. I, I would not rule that out. He could be like, hey, Vince, like, I'll I'll let you come down to Cabo next year with me spring break. Like, I got to deal with senior frogs. They let us, they give <laughs> us, like, 3000 bucks for, like, two two appearances. Like, he'll do that. And Vince is like, okay, I'm in. And throw it. So, 
I bananas clear number one pick. Agreed. Agreed. Um, one thing I found that was funny is a lot of people blew up the no quitters podcast timeline with everyone was really upset that bananas and Shane were on different teams. I think partially for the entertainment value and partially because then they, be, they knew sh- he'd have Shane, you know, under his wing as being safe. So, I, I mean, that, that, that was kind of a bummer not having those two electric personalities together. You know what I mean? How about what Shane said though, when he got picked? Yeah. yeah he's say? like, What's he's like, he said, I'm strong as hell. Yeah, I'm strong as hell. I'm Shane, strong as hell with that sass. Shane has the ability. Shane is a breakout star of this year, and if he's not back like every single year, the MTV's making a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. They got gold in Shane. Yeah, we haven't even scratched the surface with Shane, and he's must watch TV every time out. He's unbelievable. Um, so. We, uh, so Shane's been our MVP the first few episodes. We have our LVP, Candice. She uh, hit her face on the ground pretty hard again. Got some blood, blood in the braces. Wait, all that. What do you mean LVP? Why, yeah, how is she LVP? Huh? She's amazing. No, no, no. I'm saying the first two episodes oh, she was oh, LVP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, she showed us. She showed us some of this episode. She hit the face on the ground. She didn't fall. And when she got up and showed that like little bit of swag at the end where she was going down at everyone on the ground and she started dancing. I was like, this is the Candace we thought we were, we were hoping we were going to get at some point. Yes. And I'm not, I don't know how to say this without <laughs> being racist here. <laughs> Let me think about this one. Well, I'll just say this. Leroy has been known not to be a great swimmer, correct? So yes. I would imagine Candace is not a great swimmer either. So when you have a challenge where you're jumping over water and it's, Either you complete the challenge or you go for a swim. Feel like there's some extra motivation there, and Candace showed showed it. It's, yeah, a little extra pep in her step. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like in a dark the like the, the latest Dark Knight, the last one where he has to like jump out of the cage cave or whatever. Yeah, like, they had so much fear and they just knew they had to get out of it. They they would not because they knew they were going to drown if they if they fell. So that's right. the closest way I could compare it. But what a warrior! I mean, the broken toe. The, the And she came back with even more swag. She's like, yep, got my braces broke, like, got it, my toe broke, don't care, like, give me, like, give me, give me some beer, I'll drink and I'll probably puke, and I'll keep having braces. I feel like, this might be a little crazy, but I feel like if you have adult braces, if you decide to go through with that, you have, like, a little extra swagger that no one really knows about, because it's like, yeah. that's your one weakness at this point in your life, if you're an adult who needs braces and you're like, wait, I'm about to fix this. I'm about to be the Superman or Superwoman. And that's kind of what we got with Candace. Oh yeah. Taking it to the next level. But I mean, I mean, maybe even more so the more impressive thing is willing, uh, or allowing Turkish doctors to work on your mouth and your adult braces. Cause she came back with a pretty gnarly scar on her mouth. And that, that's kind of upsetting when you have no other options. Except these these doctors in Turkey, and I'm sure they don't have orthodontists in Turkey. I don't know. <laughs> they have orthodontists for like up to the age of ten, probably, and then they're just like, "Why would you get braces after the age of 10? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and if there, if, if there is one one way, one thing I could, one party I could be at in my life, I want to be at Candace's get my braces off party, like the week or the day <laughs> after. She is going to be so fucking lit for lack of a better word. She's going to be so hyped, so full of swagger that night, you know, going out with my girls, going to get my drink on it. That's going to be the best party of all time. So, yep. uh, newfound uh, challenge fame. Yeah. Uh, 
We'll get to MVP, LVP later. Let's just say it's pretty safe to say Candace is not the LVP of this episode. Yes. Um, How about those Turkish doctors, though? They're like telling Tony, ah, I don't know, maybe you have some bones broken. Maybe, <laughs> maybe this is broken. They, they were just kind of throwing things out there. They, they weren't actually diagnosing his issue. They were just saying a bunch of different things. It sounded like you when you're, when you're like, what do you want for dinner? Like, yeah. oh, I want, like chicken, steak? Like, no, no. Like, no, what, does this, does this does hurt? hurt? Oh, no, okay, all right. Like, hoping they land on it where Tony's like, oh, yeah, that yeah, one really hurts. That's oh, it. So you have this. <laughs> So and and so we have the challenge, obviously jumping back and forth and everything. And at one point, the the J- Jamie's team they just like they started just becoming beasts right in front of you. Like they were just making all the hops, and I thought they were just going to crush it. And then that last fall, that just ended the thing, and Cara uh, Maria's team won. And I feel like I got a little bit of a like happy moment from TJ there, but you had to know how happy he was to see a team that just didn't give up. One, despite being having all the odds, you know, stacked against them. Um, I wish we had a little bit more of a TJ reaction there, to be honest. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but I, I was kind of let down by that a little bit, you know? It's early in the season. I feel like TJ, he, he holds some things back at the beginning of the season because he knows when it gets to towards the end, when when it really ratchets up, he wants to be on his A game. So I feel like he's a, he's a pro at this. He We'll get that later on when someone – has something remarkable when someone wins. Also, I think he, he really saves it too for the gauntlet. Is that what it's called this year? The gauntlet. Uh, it's, it's called the pit, but I love calling oh. it the gauntlet. Yeah. So it, it, he saves it for the gauntlet because that's, you know, that's when you really find the true test of character in the gauntlet. Yeah. Yeah. If you I quit think- in the challenge, you're, you're, you're basically dead to him right off the, right off the jump. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I thought uh, the one team made it look a little more difficult than it was. I mean, it seemed like if you just waited for the pendulum, the middle platform to swing in your favor, it was a pretty short jump relative. Go ahead, Dan. I, I need to uh, interject. I just got a tweet from TJ. Uh, oh, my I God. Said, I tweeted wow. at him. I said, hey, TJ, got to love Tony declining medical attention, right? Big time, no quitter move. And he just he responded, "Yup, badass, huh?" <laughs> nice. <laughs> so take that take that into account when you send your replies to us about when we actually. Make That's the next real time. Tweet. That's a real time tweet interaction that you're getting here. You're wow. hearing it live as I read it, as I saw it at uh, ten twenty four at night. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> um, yeah. So, but like you were saying, kind of the pendulum and everything, like. The thing about it is, like, the smartest person out of that entire group probably still couldn't, like, get a mini golf ball past a windmill. You know what I mean? Like, their yeah. timing and just their intelligence how it works. But I, I don't know. I couldn't believe that they had that many people. They, they, they had it going that, that smoothly. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm sorry. I just want to jump back to because uh, you mentioned their intelligence level, Clem. Back when, in the very beginning of the episode, when TJ was explaining how the game was changing – and every time a pick was made, he felt it necessary to explain them each time. Like, okay, you were picked, so you go on the other team. It's like, I'm sitting at home thinking, yeah, no, TJ, I got it. But then I remembered who we're dealing with, and he felt the need to say it each time so they wouldn't get lost. So, uh, Hey, did you know TJ also now follows the No Quitters podcast? 
Well, that's terrific. I did not know that. Oh my! Now, now I am frozen. I have to. And and he's got nine hundred ninety nine follows, so that means he probably isn't going to go to a thousand. So he's going to play that shuffle at the end of the line, oh boy. where he might kick a few people out. Wow! <laughs> it's even more intense. Wow! Take. I might not tweet. I might. I might have to stop tweeting because I'm like I don't want to ruin it. What happened to Big Cat? Dead. TJ Lavin killed. Twitter killed him. They followed him. <laughs> oh, Holy shit! This this is now. Uh, I'm I'm on because I'm on our Twitter. If you guys follow us on Twitter, you, you know, like I, I I get a little tweet heavy. I'll tweet stuff myself. I we have we have hilarious followers, so I'm always retweeting because you guys have great shit. And now with TJ following us, like I'm scared to even promote the episode tomorrow. Like I don't want TJ to be like, "Oh, these guys are spamming me, unfollow." So this is a this is a whole other world. Actually, now. let me say that real quick because that's that was actually a really good point. I think the funniest stoolies in the world are the are the stoolies that watch the challenge. I really do. Yeah, yes. it's by yeah. far my, my my the funniest mentions I get in any like sporting event, TV show, anything. The challenge are the funniest stoolies out there. So wear that as a badge of honor. Absolutely. And I mean, I don't, maybe TJ listening tomorrow will be great because we've been pumping his tires for the last 20 minutes, it seems. So <laughs> I'm really... Uh, standing really stupid this time because if yeah. TJ listens to this, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know me, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> TJ, we swear we're cool. We're going to have to record a whole new episode now. because this this <laughs> We're on the tenth. We're on the tenth <laughs> minute the tenth of the answer try. machine. We're on the tenth try. They're leaving the voicemail. <laughs> oh shit! All right, come on, Club. Bring us back. Oh Jesus, I'm lost <laughs> right now, man. I'm lost. <laughs> Is this but... what girls feel about like One Direction? <laughs> right, let's go to Tony. Tony's the best part of this episode, yes, right? Yes. So Tony. Tony just collapses off of that thing. He really got hurt. Like he was like green. He was white. When you see a friend like that at a party when you're drinking or whatever, like there's always a friend that is like the sickest you've ever seen. That's what he looked like. I was worried for him, you know, from from the outside looking in. He, the green, well, let's talk about the fact that Tony, I mean, he he was like the, he's like a concussed guy putting his helmet back on (laughs) when he was like, I don't want medical attention. I could not believe he was doing that. And it wasn't even to compete. It was to watch, like, it was to watch. Uh, uh, Camilla's cousin compete in the gauntlet. Like, what are you even doing, Tony? But he was like, nope, gotta go, gotta show up. I applaud that stupidity, but holy shit, like, I think he might have died. Did he say, like, I don't I, I don't want to go through medical attention, but I want to be in the, I, I'll face an elimination duel to, like, prove that I'm alright? I'm like, Tony, it's a, it's a girls challenge today. What are you talking about? No uh, one maybe. said Tony was smart. He does have guts, though, now. We, we found this out. Yeah. I have a lot of respect for Tony. I didn't have a lot of respect for him coming into this season. I've gotten a lot of respect for Tony this season. I didn't have a lot he's of respect for him until TJ just said that he's badass. Now I have all the respect in the world for him now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I was kind of – go ahead, Clem. No, I was just going to say, Tony grew up in a house with Shane. Like, you, uh, you, to survive in that house, like, anytime you make a mistake, you know Shane's going to call you out, get ex- extra sassy and dramatic and stuff. I mean, that's that's a tough t- tough way to grow up. So, uh, but yeah, Connor, what, as you were saying? No, I was just going to say, I thought it was pretty funny when, uh, at the end of the episode, when he did finally collapse and everyone's saying, you know, get the doctors, this, that, and the other thing. And Kellyanne is just standing over him like, I don't know. 
he doesn't look good. He doesn't look like he's doing very well. It's like, appreciate the positive uh, attitude here, Kellyanne. And immediately I was like, I was thinking back to uh, the Sandlot when Squints is, you know, quote, he, he drowned, but not yeah. really. And yeah, yeah, it's like, I don't know. He looks pretty crappy. <laughs> People, the amount of urgency, there was not a lot of urgency. Tony no. was just like lying on the floor, dying, green. Shane, his brother, kind of said, hey, my brother's dying. But other <laughs> yeah. than that, everyone kind of was like, ah, like he's dead. Like he shouldn't have, he shouldn't have declined that medical attention when he was green. <laughs> well, his problem was there were no, no blondes willing to step up and kiss him because as we found out, in Turkey, they do use blondes as a form of medical attention, as yes. he stated. Yes. Tony just wants to go back to the hospital. This is all an act, just to get back to the blonde nurse. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Tony, honestly. Nope. I was really disappointed, too, because Shane, I was looking for waterworks. I thought we were going to get, like, an all-time moment, like, no, and, you know, crying about, about Tony going down. He was just kind of like shit. Like, do I? Can I still go to the pit? I don't want to go to the hospital with this guy. It was unbelievable. Shane's got a new. Uh, I don't. I, it's just this new confidence. I feel like he's going to come out of this whole thing as the big brother. Because isn't he the younger brother? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah yes. I think like he. They came. They dominated. He's he's telling people how strong he is. Shane is about. I, I'm telling you, MTV needs to lock up Shane forever because he is about to blossom. He's like yeah. a beautiful rose that's about to blossom. We have not seen the best of Shane. Yeah. He's coming out of his his rookie season. He needs a three-season contract. He needs yes. a three-challenge contract. He gets yeah. the LeBron Nike contract. Life. Yes. For life. Forever. <laughs> you know, Mary Ellis, what is it? Mary Bunum and Shane should be the yes. new name of the producer of the show. Exactly. Uh, so we had the vote. We had Larissa. Everyone was going after Camilla's team. Camilla was furious. I will say this much. They called it the Camilla Nader whatever nope. episode. Yeah. Completely overrated. I went in ex- with, with high expectations. I don't think it was just me, right? Like, it wasn't just my high expectations. That was a very, very mild Camilla meltdown today. It wasn't even a meltdown. No, it wasn't. I mean, for Camilla's standards, it wasn't. For someone else, it could have been. I will say that Camilla... She does not care about like the long like the game overall. She just started. She just so passionate, and she just starts yelling at people, screaming in everyone's face. Um, I didn't even understand. But can I just on a little quick tangent? Like the red and blue Dario, get out of my face. Those guys <laughs> suck. I don't know what they're like. They don't ever talk. They shouldn't. They shouldn't get to talk in any situation. I don't want to hear from them. Um, and then she went to Bananas, and you can always see. That's the best part about Camilla. Yep. Whenever Camilla and Bananas are in the room together, there's something just a little different about both of them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the only thing we were missing was a little red wine for Camilla. That would have taken the meltdown oh, yeah, up to yeah. the level we've expected, we've come to expect from her. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, I can't even really fault Camilla for how she was reacting because, one, it was her sister, so you it's understandable that – she cares if she goes into elimination. And two, if she goes into elimination and loses, that means she's going home. So you can't necessarily get too upset with her free, uh, excuse me, flipping out on everyone because she's just looking out for her own livelihood at the same time. Yeah. But I would have liked to have seen her get a little more feisty. She may have been able to sway the vote if she scared a few more people. So two things. One, kind of 
uh, on your point, Dan, about Rafi and Dario or whatever. I feel like the red-blue thing was all done just so to separate them so they knew who was who. It's like, remember yeah. in the office, Benny Hanna, when they mark the waitress so they know which one's which? I feel like now you know red is Rafi or whoever it is. I don't know. And, you know, blue is Dario. Um, the other thing is someone said this, and it's a great point. Like, what is the point of winning the challenges anymore? Like, obviously, you want to win so your team doesn't go, so you personally don't go in, but your partner can still go in. Right. And yeah. I don't think us three should try to debate the strategy because I think we'll all, our, TJ will stop listening if he is listening right now. So it's it's definitely, I don't really understand it as, either as well. It's it's definitely an inch, it's going to be interesting to watch because you're right. You don't, there's no really reason to, to win this thing anymore. Yeah. That's like, I didn't realize that until you said it just now, Clem. Yeah. Like, everybody's up for elimination every week unless, you know, it's the opposite sex. That, and, yeah, and then, yeah, I, uh, let's not, yeah, so let's not our brains stop working. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing that I loved, I mean, this happened with Larissa. It happened with Jenna. It happened with Anissa. Everyone who, as soon as you get a vote, People are like, I can't believe they're coming for me. As if they, they forget every season that like someone has to go in. They're not trying to just pick on you. And I just find it, I, this it's one of those things that you forget every season until the season starts. Like, oh yeah, like everyone just bitches and moans for like five minutes in the show about, you know, getting thrown into the game or into the gauntlet or whatever, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I, I still can't get over this pick that you put me in. I'm gonna you 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 go. I'm gonna um, I was just gonna say I thought it was a veteran move by Anissa, not going against the group and picking some someone random when she picked Kelly in that she knew wouldn't get thrown in, so that way she was not gonna piss off Camilla. So she still makes the pick, but she doesn't piss off Camilla. So it keeps everyone in good graces. So I think that was a veteran move. I think it was calculated. Not not pissing off Camilla is like. Rule number two, behind like getting on Johnny Banana's good side if possible, not pissing off Camilla, who also has the Bananas key. Those are like the two most important things. And Anissa, I feel like every single season, she thinks like, this bitch is out to get me. Like there's only, everyone in the house is out to get Anissa. I love it. She always has like the same red uh, bandana on and she just gets pissed. Um, and then we had the line, um, line of the line of the episode. I wouldn't say line of the season. I th- still think, you, you know, my dad. I'd have a job too if my dad wasn't in jail. Was the line of the season so far? Uh, you you so stubborn. You listen and it goes in one ear and gets stuck. It doesn't come out the other ear, which is good. It's listening. Uh, yes, that's what listening is. Yep. <laughs> so good, good, good job there, Nicole. Yeah, that that was fantastic. Um, Can we talk about for a second, real quick? Nicole's makeup was a little scary. I, I was a little I mean, disturbed by her makeup. A lot. Yeah. It was a little too much. <laughs> and the, like I was, I went into this episode. I even made a note. I said, "All right, let's just see what Nicole's eyebrows look like." You know, between each scene, and then she came in with that fucking mortician look makeup, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" Yeah, she's yeah, she's uh, Danny DeVito in. Uh... <laughs> When in the pedophile episode of Always Sunny. <laughs> um, now, did you guys catch that? Uh, I don't know if you guys are, you know, you kind of tune out during commercials, but it's like that little trick MTV does where they throw a little glimpse during in a commercial. So you stop, if you're DVRing, you stop, and then you end up watching the commercials. They had the thing where Cara Marie and Thomas were kind of getting little their up. Shoot, yep. Yeah, <laughs> little, R- little RPS. Um, so. 
Cara that Maria. might be my new line when I go to a bar. Just walk up to a girl and ask her if she wants to play rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> so Cara Maria, she goes to Thomas. She's like, they're, they're, she's kind of like nibbling on his neck. And she's like, let's go in the bathroom. Or one of them says, and like, no, there's cameras in there. Not knowing that they're microphoned up and are actually being filmed as they're saying all this. Is she the dumbest cheater of all time? Is she the worst cheater of all time? Is she just a fucking an idiot? I, I don't I don't really know what we can make of Cara Maria here. And, and again, let's just let's just preface this all with Abram is her boyfriend, fiance, whatever it may be, and he might kill somebody. I think it's just the heart wants what the heart wants, and she's <laughs> Thomas is Thomas is a, a lover. He is. You didn't watch the episode. He's a lover. Yeah. He likes to like love girls. Yeah, and I know that sounds kind of weird to say. But no, just, he's the guy after two weeks, after dating yes. two weeks, I love her. I love right. you. Right. So he's a big time lover. So I could see how this, he, she, he might be hitting the notes that Abram never hits. Like Abram is not a lover. We can all probably say he's, he's passionate. He's probably There's a big difference. Yeah. He's a very passionate person, but he's probably not a lover. And that's what Thomas is. So I think she's just falling for him a little bit and it's going to get, Real bad. I, I I don't know what's... I mean, Abram... And I'm not even saying on camera. I'm talking about off camera. Like, Abram's going to hold this grudge forever. He's probably getting mad right now. This second. Tonight. After <laughs> watching that. He probably is. I thought the funniest thing, though, is when she comes up behind him and she's nibbling his, on his ear. He pretended like he was going to resist. He was like, no, no, okay. Okay. Like, yeah. He said, like, no, like, re- like for like a second, he just gave right in. Like, oh, you really resisted her, her, her advances there. <laughs> Good and, job. And now this kind of comes back to Tony now in my mind. So Tony, he's, he's in a bad spot. He's going back to the hospital. We don't know what's going on. I, I tweeted out earlier, I think basically no matter if Tony shot a guy in the face, they still wouldn't kick Shane off the show. If Shane had to do something pretty bad for them to kick him off the show. Is there a chance you think that they try to weasel their way out if Tony doesn't come back? Because we didn't even have an um, elimination this episode, obviously. We didn't have a, a dual gauntlet. Is there a chance that Abe comes in the house to replace Tony and Shane? And is there a chance maybe Shane and um, Abram become a team? That would be interesting. I mean, you know Abram comes in at some point, And uh, like we said, we think Tony might be dead. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see who 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 gets in this spot because that's going to change a lot. I mean, that's we already changed everything this episode. <laughs> but we're sure. probably going to change everything at least three or four more times. At least. Let's change it up again. And we did see on the, the next time on, right before they were starting the challenge, you could see based on everybody's reaction, somebody knew it was showing up next week. Yep. If you noticed that. Yep. yep. Most yep. definitely somebody knew it. I don't know who it's going to be. If I'm if I'm you know breaking down the Zapruder film, based on the 20 minute cast intro from a few weeks ago and the preview, I'm gonna speculate that it's CT and DM's sister that come in next week. Okay. Just based on the lighting of the day <laughs> and Johnny Banana's reaction to whoever it is, put that all together, and I think we get a little CT next week. Right in time for Christmas. So if that's not oh. a gift, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's someone I wanted to mention. It looks like we have a new episode next week, which we were kind of worried about. I have to. I don't know about in two weeks from now around New Year's. 
but it's good to know that we'll have the challenge back in our lives for next week. At least we don't have this cliffhanger hanging over us too long. Um, but yeah, I mean, Abram coming in the show is going to bring chaos. That's a complete, you know, there, that's the variable being added to this equation here that that's going to change everything as as well as whatever else they do to change everything. Um, the only real bummer of the episode, other than Camilla kind of not completely melting down, was there was no really drunk night out or drunk night even in that much, you know. Um, always love seeing that. Uh, MVP, LVP. Let's get to it. So, uh, Dan, who is your MVP? And if you want your LVP as well. My MVP goes to Candace for the uh, broken toe and <laughs> busted lip. My LVP, I'm going to go with Vince. Popcorn muscle, Vince. I mean, mm. how do you fall there? Mm. I don't know how you fall. Vince is there not for looks. He's not there for for humor. He's not there to hook up with chicks. He's there to win challenges, and he failed. So Vince gets the LVP for me. Fair enough, fair enough. Connor? That's that's completely fair. And if you know, I did not expect him not being able to make a three to five foot jump on those platforms. So that was just disappointing. No wonder he got cut by the Lions. MVP is definitely got to be Candace. You don't take a shot to the mouth like that, all bloodied, come up talking trash and not get the MVP, in my opinion. And LVP, you know, with, you know, my regrets, unfortunately, I'm sorry, even though he is dead, Tony, he's the LVP. You died, pal. I was wondering if you were going to throw him under under that. You can't can't be less valuable to a team if if you're dead. You quit on life. That's yeah, you quit on life. That's the way to be the least valuable player in life when you just die. All right, so we'll make it a sweep on MVP for me. I'll go Candace for all the reason you guys said. Again, swag. She has it all, man. She she showed us something. Let's, we'll also pump the brakes. We realize this is probably not going to last too long. By the time she like wakes up the next morning and the toe is sore, she's going to just be completely she, dead. She's actually a perfect uh, comparison to Del Vidova. Yes. For if you're doing the LeBron comparison and LeBron is bananas and he's carrying the calves, Delvadova coming up, like playing hurt in this heroic effort in game one or whatever game it was, he's going to wake up tomorrow. He's still going to be Delvadova. He's still going to suck. And that's kind of where Candace is at. You're going to yeah. make me write a blog comparing each one of these characters to members <laughs> of the Cavs from last year. <laughs> uh, my LVP, I'll go with Cara Maria for assembling last year's Cavs finals team without Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. Just, just drafting. No injuries on purpose. On purpose. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we've had it all. We had people saying she's playing for the draft pick next year, tanking, you know, trust the process, all that kind of stuff. Just a disaster uh, of a, of a, of a, of a, of a GM there. I've actually been in that situation just to, just to say that I, I, everyone who's done a fantasy draft, maybe you have a few too many drinks and you start firing off, and then all of a sudden you like look at your team. You're like, "Holy shit, my team is awful!" And I'm like, "What have I been doing?" That was the feel of Maria. She had no <laughs> idea what she was doing, and then she looked behind and she's like, "Oh my god!" Like I picked this entire team. Like I picked Stephen Jackson in 2014. What the fuck did I just do? So I can kind of I can sympathize. Uh, yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, did you guys catch the the one? Uh, line by Leroy that I thought was brilliant and completely true when he said you can never win an argument with a woman he just when Camilla was losing <laughs> he her shit he yeah he's like you can never win an argument with a woman so why even try <laughs> I mean, it's true 
wise beyond his years, man. He's, he's wise beyond his years. And that's why I like Leroy. He always keeps that calm demeanor. He doesn't usually get too fired up about anything. And, very you true. know, he's, he's a good competitor for that reason. Um, yeah. So, and again, next on looked like it was pretty tame after show. We watched a little bit before we came on really wasn't much there. Um, I do want to just make one note outside of the pod, outside of the challenge here. Our boy Connor had a rough Saturday. Uh, we were all with you, bro. Um, it was tough, man. It was real tough. They, they ran the trick play and they, like, uh, they said on the, like we said on the rundown, it was like they had the ball like eight times in the last two minutes, and then every time they turned the ball over or just – if anything comes out of it, you know Dave Portnoy is going to save Army. So at least you have that going for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can't wait for next year. <laughs> uh, you were at the game? Yes, I was there. I was sitting uh, – in. actually, I was sitting front row in the end zone where the last play happened, oh. that end zone. And you – did you think – like were you like, all right, this is finally going to happen? So – you know, in years past where they've jumped on us a little bit, you can kind of see the attitude and the initial energy from the beginning of the game kind of dissipate a little. That never happened. And then every time they did something, we came back and answered. So going into halftime with the lead, I can't remember the last time we went into halftime with the lead. And then the whole third quarter seemed to take forever. But we always it always kind of had this air like – I think we're kind of outplaying them. I think we can get this done. And then in the fourth quarter, even when we made mistakes and we were turning the ball over, our defense came out, stopped them. We got it right back. It was like, all right, I mean, if we give ourselves two, three chances, we've got to connect on at least one of them. Uh, that missed field goal hurt us because then if we make that field goal, then maybe we don't have, we obviously don't have to go for a touchdown on that last possession. I don't know. I mean, I could what if it to death. But it was that certainly encouraging. To, to, uh, to, to do that play, was I, that made no sense to me. I see both sides of the argument because, you know, we're, we're moving down the field. But at the same time, listening to Coach's press conference after the game, he had said that we didn't really necessarily have, especially in the second half, we weren't really able to, to put together some sustained drives. So he was looking for a big chunk play. And that's one of those plays. And, you know, this is the type of coach where he's going to make those types of calls. And I can't really fault him for that. I respect that he's willing to take those chances. Cause obviously if he makes that catch, it's, you know, that's the greatest call ever, it, you know, so you can't, I, I, what I'm trying to say is I respect the fact that our coach has the balls to be aggressive in that scenario. And it's the last game of the season. So you, you're not going to hold anything back. Um, but even like I said, I was really, with as many stops as our defense made, I just thought our offense was going to be able to get in the end zone. So unfortunate, but I mean, considering our quarterback was a freshman, we played 22 freshmen in the game total. You know, I think things are going to look good for the future. So I'm encouraged for sure. Yeah, man. That that, that was a great defensive play, too. It was a nice catch. You got to give the guy credit. You know, yeah. he made him falling backwards and everything. It, it, it was like they say it was triple coverage. It wasn't triple coverage. It was in the air. Then the guy, you know, they just caught up to it. But mm-hmm. uh, keep keep your head up, man. This time next year, we'll be we'll be celebrating oh, 1-0 in the last one. <laughs> yeah, so you guys both said you guys want to go, right? I, yeah, I'm in. I'm 100%. I, I am especially in, like, now that I am full-time for Barstool, I've always wanted to be on the RV when Dan's driving. So, like, I'm <laughs> honestly looking forward to it. Uh, I might even take up smoking just to have – so he has a smoking buddy. <laughs> just just to have, have something to do with him. Uh, yeah. 
I made it through the Mets World Series without picking up a smoking habit, but I think driving the RV with Dan would definitely cause me to start smoking cigarettes. And it's in Baltimore this year, which yeah. that's a complete X factor on everything. You have to really make sure you don't go too crazy the night before because you don't want to end up in the wrong part of Baltimore, which I feel like isn't that hard to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll get it all planned, and it'll be a great time. Cool, Absolutely. Um, all right, so that's the episode. Uh, another another solid challenge night here. Um, it doesn't look like next. I mean, every episode I look for on the next on if it's going to be the trivia episode, and they kind of let you know if it's the trivia slash spelling bee or whatever it is. Doesn't yeah, look like that's coming. Fall off a rope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, looks like. Can I? I'm sorry. Can I propose one idea for next week's episode? Most yeah. certainly. Can we make it the No Quitters podcast? Christmas slash holiday party, and we should have a few drinks during the episode, and then do the podcast while we continue to enjoy and imbibe. I like it. Oh, let's do it. We'll we'll swap out our DMX music in the beginning for some jingle bells or something like that. It'll be very festive. That's a, that's it. Sounds like a, I think TJ would like that if he's yeah. listening. I love it. Uh, all right, so that wraps up another episode of the No Quitters podcast again. This is Clem. You can follow me on Twitter at the Clem Report. You can follow Dan at Barstool Big Cat. You can follow Captain Connor at Captain Cons. He is last I checked eight followers short of a thousand. So by the time you hear this, he will be over that. I promise you. I hope so. Um, you can follow well, us. I have to throw around a little clout on him. I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to get him. Get him a bump. Okay. Thanks. The big cat. The, the, the That's big what the cat alliance effect. does. That's what the alliance does. <laughs> um, you could hear us on sound. I don't know where you guys are listening to us, but you could hear us on SoundCloud on the KFC Radio SoundCloud. Google it. It's on our Twitter at No Quitters Pod on Twitter. Um, you can hear hear us on iTunes as well. Just search for No Quitters. Um, again, links on the podcast No Quitters Pod, and uh, Another great episode, and see you guys next week with a little bit of holiday cheer. So uh, don't quit on us. We won't quit on you. (laughs) 